Hey, welcome back, libertarian socialists and wannabes. I guess there's a lot of wannabes out there, because I just happened to look at my podcast and got hundreds of subscribers. And I have people reaching out to me, asking me, what do I think about this or that, as we struggle with this pandemic. I'm struggling with the pandemic as well. And, you know, I'm in the lockdown here in California. It's difficult. It's very difficult for me right now. It's very difficult for me to justify even sitting here and spending any time talking about anything. I put a plan into place. I did write a book, right? I wrote a book, a real plan. And I feel, to some extent, I did what I said I was going to do, which was try and put forward and in front of my fellow Americans a plan that was stripped of ideology. That's why I called it Libertarian Socialism, to make people immediately kind of go, whoa, you need to think about this. Because that's what you need to do, think, not just react to things. And I have to tell you, the kleptocracy and the kleptocrats, they're, they're doing more than just react. They are running out the door with bags of money. And I'm dismayed. My fellow Americans, journalists, anyone who might have something to say on this is saying very little. We have a 2.5 trillion dollar stimulus bill passed, allegedly to support unemployed people who are going to be affected by a countrywide shutdown. And when it gets passed, Congress, you know, they, they put it in, in uh, place an inspector general, as they usually do, to have some kind of oversight, some kind of oversight, and uh, the president fires that person. And then, about seven to ten days later, the entire two and a half trillion dollars is gone. We gotta pass another one. And nobody thinks that's kinda odd. Nobody thinks that maybe firing the oversight uh, inspector general was a bad idea when the money just goes out the door really fast. And then we find out Shake Shack, Harvard Medical School, the Los Angeles Lakers got money. Did I get any money? I got zero. Zero. I got zero. Because I'm in California. I don't matter. It's just the a average voter. You know, this is this is one of the reasons why I oppose some of uh, Bernie Sanders' uh, proposals. Because it tied his election directly to money in the people's pockets. And that's exactly what this president is trying to do. And all of those senators, all of those representatives there... They're in cahoots, okay? They didn't say anything about the Inspector General. They act like it, it, this person's a king. They're not a king. 67 votes in the Senate. Done. Inspector General put back in place. Didn't do it. Why didn't they do that? Because they're taking money. They, the whole pump and dump, where you pump up some stock and then you sell it because you publicly put out all this information and, and or drop buy the stock because you have so much money you get people to other people to buy and then when it gets to a certain price and you sell you make all your money because you bought it at a little price while you were pumping 
and everyone starts jumping on a train, and then that's what's happening in the stock market. We don't know what these people's uh, tax returns are, especially the one leading charge. We don't know what tax... That person could have made trillions on the stimulus bill, and we have no idea. We do know that some of the hotels got money. But this is kleptocracy. This is not a republic. This is not a democracy. This is nothing more than ripping off the American people, and all of you are just sitting there saying nothing. You're taking a stimulus check if you got one, and you just go oh, saying thank you. If you didn't get one, you know, you're struggling if you lost your job, and there's a lot of people like that. And the fact is, is we could have come up with something, right? A real plan, right? Tax returns get filed. There's a tax return on there. There's a code that says what business you're in. We could have targeted every business that was a restaurant or movie theater. Immediately would have known. Boom. Right? Instead, we make this alleged small business thing, and, and then we define small business as you don't have any operations. You don't have any location that has more than 500 people. You have multiple locations with 499 people, you're not a small business. You're not even a medium-sized business, really, in my opinion. You're pretty big. That means you've got 100 employees in multiple locations. Okay, middle. Anyway, right? We're seeing the money being stolen. Okay? This plan, it requires there to actually be some money somewhere. I write about that very specifically, about how we're running out of money and that the future needs are going to have to be uh, addressed in some kind of intelligent way. And it can't be about ideology. I'm really, really distressed. I, I, I feel like I'm wasting my time right here. I've done what I said I was going to do. I rewrote this book, which was crappy. It was crappy, okay? sat down, I go, okay, I need to write something. This country's blushing. We're not taking care of our people. I mean, this, this whole friggin' pandemic has proven just how fragile the American healthcare system is. And if we had put trillions into that, we wouldn't even be in this situation right now. But recall, we, did, we were told we didn't have any money to do, any, do that. And then, when we said to shut down the country, socialism... For corporate America is what we get. Socialism for corporate America. People claim to be capitalists and nothing more but kleptocrats. That's what they are. They are cockroaches in the kitchen. And this book, this book right here, this book right here is turning on the kitchen light. That's exactly what I told my kids. I labeled, labored over this bullshit for hours and hours and hours and hours and weeks and months and thousands of dollars. And I barely have sold any, so that's why I'm sitting here, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I need to make money from me. Because I was thinking to myself, well, you know, I've done a pretty good job of running my career, taking care of business, and learning stuff from the Great Recession. I'm gonna retire maybe, you know, get my social security, and I'll be retiring in, you know, four or five years. No way. No way. Three trillion now that they have pumped into the system. Mostly into their pockets. 
That's 35% of the GDP of the United States, I believe. It is a large percentage of the GDP of the United States was just printed up and handed out mostly to people who are not going to spend it. They're going to stack it up, pump up the stock market. That's what you're seeing. Stock market going up. Of course it's going up. They're throwing money into it. But is that really helping people? You could have sent money directly to people you know from their tax returns whether they're in these industries money right to unemployment right through the system you don't even need much oversight you could have looked at small business owners looked at their tax return divide by 52 that's their weekly unemployment benefit and we're done instead there's this big throwing out of money and then within a week after they pass the two trillion dollar bill here i'm in california i'm sitting there my governor's giving me a, a status report, and I'm listening to him going, okay, well, he seems half-confident. And then the next thing you see is uh, number 45 wants to have a news conference at his roundtable. CEOs from huge oil companies, Exxon, extractive uh, industries, drillers from Oklahoma City and Houston are sitting around a table with him, a gigantic table. And we are subjected to each one of those giant corporate CEOs praising the president on, on a stimulus bill. And then one of them has the friggin' guts to sit there and talk about how the mom-and-pop rig operators are going to really uh, be thankful about this stimulus bill. And it starts to become really clear if you're in California that this president's constituency is the oil patch. As long as he feeds that, takes care of that, he has a huge constituency because money is speech, according to the Supreme Court. Money is votes. So a millionaire has a million votes and a waiter has one vote. That's what the Supreme Court kind of said. And in any case, number 45 has determined that the oil patch is where, you know, his support is. And he is supporting it brazenly. Next thing you hear is we're talking about troop movements. None of this stuff's even in the news anymore, because this was a month ago. But what were all those troop movements about? To, to interdict drugs from Mexico? Huge troop movements. That was just an excuse. Why? Well, maybe it had something to do with kicking the Russians out of Venezuela, who were helping the Venezuelans uh, pump oil and get it on the black market, because you're trying to keep up the oil price. You're trying to maintain the oil price. Some of the best years economically that this nation has seen in my lifetime was when oil was relatively cheap. And that was the 90s. Of course, now Texas and those parts of the United States that are dependent on oil, they suffered. There's no question. They suffered. I, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that. Right? The extractive industry that is oil and gas and natural gas, I, they have a role. But right now, they're controlling everything. Those troop movements seem to be related to interdicting black market oil from Venezuela and keeping the oil price up. Then you saw where oil prices were actually negative. If you had oil and had to take delivery of oil, you suddenly had to pay. You were paying people to take it. You were paying on top of the money you'd already paid for that contract because you had no place to store it. And then, then I heard they're talking about 
paying these mom and pop rig operators, etc., money uh, to support the Strategic Petroleum Reserve by letting them store the oil in the ground, which is basically pay them not to pump oil. That's what that was. <laughs> we're talking about paying them not. To, we're talking about putting enormous amounts of money with the United States military involved in supporting the oil price. That's what we saw. We're seeing it right before our eyes. Nobody's talking about that. We're seeing manipulations of the stock market. We're seeing senators, insider trading by senators from both parties. One of my senators, for example, involved. Nobody's talking about that. These people are manipulating the stock market's volatility is great if you've got a lot of money. And you just ride them up, and then you sell, kill people, you know, you just kill, uh, you know, people who know what's going on, and, and you take your profits. It's, it, it's truly terrible. And I, 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 I can't, you know, I, I have to say I'm beside myself right now. I, I'm at, I'm, one... I didn't think that I'd ever see the potential for the secession of uh, California from the United States. There's just too many hurdles to it. But right now, I'm seeing all the pieces being put in place. I mean, if I'm in California, my vote doesn't count. I have to. My vote is going to go to Biden if that turns out to be the Democratic uh, nominee, whether or not I, I want that or not. Of course, in the book, there's stuff about why that's broke. Stuff about the census, expanding the House of Representatives, the Electoral College. Stuff in here that matters, that changes the whole dynamic of what's going on in the world. Libertarian socialism is a plan for America. That's why it's called Libertarian Socialism American Style. I have postulated a conversation between a patriotic American libertarian and a patriotic American socialist. And if you can't believe that those two things exist, then we're kind of done. That's how, that's how countries dissolve. These people go in protesting the uh, lockdown in Michigan. They show up with guns. Okay? That's really scary. People start showing up with guns. Guns eventually get fired. I have guns. Right? I go on and on about guns. You know, I write about the Bill of Rights in here and the Second Amendment, and I was a card-carrying libertarian for decades. So I can talk about guns. And one thing I can tell you about guns is you don't just walk around with a gun as a prop. Gun's a tool, and the tool is to send a projectile from the muzzle at a high speed that does enormous damage at the other end when it hits something. Generally a killing machine. That's what the tool's for. You pull it out, you're going to shoot something. That's what I was taught. My stepfather was a cop. Don't pull it out unless you're planning on using it. Now, don't immediately pull the trigger. But when you pull it out, you better be ready to pull the trigger. So, that's what's happening. I mean, if you're in California, you're watching... Uh, government policy from Washington, D.C., support the oil patch and support oil and when number 45 pulled the troops out of Syria there's all this up, people up in arms in the Senate on both sides of the aisle 
and Lindsey Graham's having a cow, and then, you know, number 45 makes some change or tweak there, and, you know, secures the oil fields, and then tweets about how he's securing the oil fields, and boom, everything quiets down. Hmm. Hmm. This kind of manipulation of the printing of money and such is why you need to know, you know, what the president's tax returns have in them. We just don't even know, you know, what's going on there. And we do know from previous, you know, before he had this uh, bail and previous tax returns that he owes like hundreds of millions of dollars to a Chinese bank. And now they're talking about canceling debt that the Chinese hold. This is how wars really start. One side owes a lot of money and they decide they're not going to pay. And there's been some certain amount of belligerence going on, that's for sure, in around the Spratly Islands in the South China Sea, where the Chinese are building islands and putting uh, air bases on them and flying state-of-the-art bombers off of there and tweeting out uh, images where they compare their bombers flying off of that base to B-52s. And we do have B-52s still flying around out there. Oh, they got spectacular avionics. Come on, man. We're losing it. We're losing the war. You know, when number, uh, when, number uh, when Biden starts talking about uh, we need a moonshot on this COVID-19 thing. He's living in the past. He's living in the 20th century, right? We lost the space race, right? The Chinese are on the moon. We're not on the moon. We're coming up with fake patches that say fucking Space Force on them. That gives us a reason to print out some more money and give it to these motherfuckers. Excuse me. Okay, I'm really, I'm upset. I'm watching my country just literally dissolve. And, and I've busted my ass thousands of freaking dollars to put together a plan, a real plan, right? There's a census going on. Anyone talking about the census? The census, every time you do the census, it's supposed to expand the House of Representatives. House of Representatives has been frozen for a hundred years. That means now, uh, you know, these small population states like Wyoming, if you you're you got great representation in the Senate, like one to two hundred and fifty thousand, well it's one to twenty million for me in California. But then on top of the House of Representatives, where the big states, big population states are supposed to have representation, that person in Wyoming has like a one to five hundred thousand representation, and I have a one to like nine hundred thousand. So by that very uh, statistic right there, the current situation is un unconstitutional, and the uh, Congress and the legislature passing their freeze back in the 20s that froze the House of Representatives is unconstitutional. A person in Wyoming has way more representation in both houses of the legislature than someone in California. And then this whole friggin' winner-take-all stuff, another thing that political parties are, you know, responsible for. It's political parties that have broken the system. You have got to break up. If you're telling me a Democrat or a Republican is going to fix any of this, I'm sorry, you're high. You're not. They are not. And what can you do, right? You're going to, is there even going to be an election? It doesn't even, I don't even know what's going to happen. That's why things like the census and expanding the size of the House of Representatives, which I talk about in this book. If you buy the goddamn book, you would read it and you would understand but you don't understand because you didn't buy the book. You're fine. You'll listen to your podcast, blah, 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 blah. I don't have to spend any money. I'll just listen and be entertained to this fucking uh, California spinning off his 
BS about da 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 da. And he's kind of funny sometimes. Maybe I'll learn how to play chess. I mean, it's it's terrible what's happening. And I'm I'm watching uh, my country dissolve. Is what I, I, and I I'm I, I feel like there's a possibility that California and the Western states are going to really start to drift away. They came up together with some kind of response. California and Washington and Oregon start to get together, and this is going to be some kind of coordinated response. This is what we're going to do. And now Nevada and Colorado have joined, and Utah's considering it. Now, Arizona, Idaho, not part of it. They're very red. But the two purple states, they're considering joining in. And when you hear the congressmen and the senators talk about how it was no fault of their own, that's why we have to send them so much money. And when they're talking about corporations and corporate America. Well, it's no fault of your own when people get cancer, blah, 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 but you could never support them. But in this case, socialism for corporate America. And you, you hear that, and you're just, you know, you're dismayed, because it's, it's exactly what Bernie Sanders was saying, uh, you know, about the people. And then you hear senators and such, like McConnell talking about, and number 45 talking about allowing states to go bankrupt before providing any assistance. And you're going, my state has been in the red with the states supporting the other 49 states. We send more money, California, tax dollars, to the federal government, and we get back in services. By a long shot, it's been that way for decades. And now you're talking about making us go bankrupt be as you just take money and you, sp and you send it to your red states. That's what's happening, largely. Is the oil patch being supported? All these red states being supported? Mom and pop rig, op rig operators, they're getting money. I haven't seen a stimulus check. A lot of people in California have not. And in fact, they structured it such that people in California were going to be discriminated against as they were in New York. Let's let the states go bankrupt. That's when, right, when you know how much money you are collecting in tax revenue and then how much you're sending to D.C., you start going, well, i got to keep this. I have to keep this money in Sacramento to uh, take care of my state because the feds are not. And if the, if the military is being used to interdict oil and to protect oil fields and to support the price of oil, well then the tax dollars going to support the military aren't, aren't, aren't for the national defense, right? Was California worried that, that drugs were being, you know, poured into, the, in, into California, as number 45 claimed, during this, right after the stimulus, and they did this huge troop movement, which we still don't really know much about, and no one's talking about. So, you know, I mean, that didn't do anything positive for California. And in fact, it, 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 it's, when California has legal marijuana, what drug is being, what interdiction is really happening there, right? I'm telling you, I understand, right? I know these people protesting the lockdown are not all a bunch of Trumpsters. I do understand that, right? I, I understand, right? These people are economically hurting. And if you just sit there and you call them all a bunch of, bunch of Trumpsters, that's who, they, they're, that's who they become. Because they're under pressure. They're not getting a stimulus check. These rich bucks are getting stimulus checks. I saw, you know, Nancy Pelosi, at, you know, talking about her 
you know, sheltering in place with ice cream in her $10,000 freezers. That's a serious disconnect with people who are struggling to, you know, uh, uh, buy groceries. It's terrible. It's terrible. Okay? This, they're working like a dog. And I have to say that I'm getting frustrated because I got hundreds of podcast subscribers. I have thousands of people who claim that they have something, um, you know, that, that they care about what I say and that what I say means something to them. And yet, can't sell any of my books. Can't sell any. I'm supposed to do all this shit for free. Give you guys advice. As you take my retirement money and just send it off to fucking, you know, some mom and pop rig operator. It's terrible what's happening. They are stealing from us right in front of us and, and we're just watching. And I, I, I don't get it. I, I, are you guys paying attention or not? Oh, by the way. Spent the money and the time to get a new cover and it's on Amazon. So Jeff Bezos can make more money than I do on the 50,000 words I wrote. What kind of BS is that? Anyone talking about that BS? Where supply chains in the United States are completely controlled practically by one man? What is that about? Does that make sense for us? It doesn't. It doesn't make sense for us as a country. So wake up. Wake up. The election doesn't even freaking matter. What matters is buying this book, libertarian-socialism.org. You can buy a rather cheap copy before I can buck. I'll send you the freaking PDF. Or you can buy the book from the publisher, which is not Amazon, and I'll make like three or four dollars. Or you can buy it from Amazon, Libertarian Socialism, American Style, Amazon, there it is. You can buy it. Since Jeff Bezos controls the world, that's the only place that I can sell it, and he makes more money than I do. Ah, right? I don't know what to say to you people. Right? The kleptocrats are there. You know, for years, my kids asked me, why are you doing this? Why are you working on this book? What's going to change? What can you fix? And I'm like, look, right? You live in an old house, there's going to be cockroaches in the kitchen, right? What I wrote here was turning on the light in the kitchen, right? If you live in an old house, there's always cockroaches. If you don't ever go in the kitchen, cockroaches take over the kitchen. They're making themselves scrambled eggs while you're hiding in your bedroom. You got to go in and you got to turn on the light. And you drive them out. Now, of course, they're always hanging around the edges. They're always there. But you got to go out and you got to take action. And you got to watch. And you keep the light shining. That's what this is. People. I busted my ass. I spent 10000 freaking dollars. To put in place a real plan stripped of ideology. Not Democrat, not Republican. Libertarian Socialism, American style, is a plan for this country. It's based on the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And it's about working together. We can do it. Okay, here we go. So, I think I was a little light on my castling rules, so I'm... Touch base on canceling again, and I want to show you the fool's mate, so that you are not a fool. First, a little bit on canceling rules that I skipped over last time. So one of the things that I forgot to talk about in canceling was neither the king nor the rook could have moved. So 
There can't be any pieces in between to say some stuff happened, whatever. There can't be any pieces in between. But if during the game I moved this guy, I moved, did something like this, I could then not castle. So any movements of either the, the king or the rook over here, if the queen was out of the way, so there can't be any intervening pieces. Two over, bring the rook over. Remember that, right? You pick up your king, you move two over, and then you pick the rook up and bring it over to touch move stuff. doesn't enter. Two over, boom. So, and the other thing, right, I brought up some of the rules, like couldn't castle because that, that square is under attack, so you can't castle. So... So yeah, can't castle when squares under attack. Or for if, for example, this and you were in check, you couldn't castle to get out of check. You could, however, if, if for some reason perhaps uh, the rook was under attack, right? You could, but in this case, you still couldn't because we castle right into check. See. So there's some rules there about you can't castle in the check, you cannot uh, castle over a square that's under attack. And then it's just these no intervening pieces in between, pieces haven't moved. Why is, so why is castling so important? There's a lot of rules there, remember, right? Well, castling protects the king, gets, you know, it out of the way out of the main line of attack on the board and it also protects pretty much the weakest square from the starting position and the weakest square from the starting position is this one right next to the king it, this square is only protected by the king so this king bishop pawn f2 and f7 is very weak at the start of the game that's where the fool's mate takes advantage of it. And so, of course, when you castle, right, boom, boom, you just put two pieces there. So now this, this is no longer a weak spot. In fact, this may become a weak spot, though usually in a normal game you might have it. That's what, this is like a normal like little castle setup here. You can see how strong this becomes over in the corner. This weak square is protected, and this weak square is protected. So unless someone can get an attack right down the middle here, you have covered some weak squares and weak pawns in front of your king. You were hunkered down, sheltering in place, as it were. So, the fool's mate. So one of the things I want to say about the fool's mate is that I'm going to show it to you so you don't, it doesn't happen to you and you understand the reasons why castling is important because it covers that weak square. But you should never try it and accomplish a fool's mate against an opponent. And why not? Because it's a it's bad strategy. Because it brings your queen out re relatively early. Your queen can be under attack. You lose tempo and time. And a good player can destroy you if you try and pull a fool mate, fool's mate on them. And they uh, chase your queen all over the board. So that's why I, my students, I never tell them to even ever pursue the fool's mate. You are a fool if you are mated, checkmated, 
by the fool's name, but you are also a fool if you try and do it, in my opinion. One, you need to respect your opponent, no matter what they look like, what they say, how they act. Respect your opponent and play good fundamental chess. So here's the fool's mate. Good. Developing move, covering the center here. Let's say this person doesn't know what they're doing, they do that. But of course that's not necessarily bad. There are openings where that's not a bad move, of course. So now then, you do this. You develop a bishop, it's not a bad idea. But notice how the bishop's attacking this weak square here. And let's say they've seen this opening, black, and they're not really sure how to play it. And they play that, which isn't necessarily a horrible move. It's playable, anyway. Now comes the fool's mate. Here comes the queen. Now, the queen is now attacking that pawn. Bishop's attacking that pawn. This is the fool's mate. This is how quickly you can get someone checkmated. Now, they read their opening and they're probably trying to play the Queen's Indian or something. They don't even pay attention to what's happening because they really don't know how to play. This is, they're a fool. And you go like this. That's checkmate. There's two attackers, only one defender, and that defender's a king, so he can't take. She just checkmated him. In fact, the bishop could have done so as well, because he's pinned in there so tightly. No development on his king side. Ignoring what white was doing led to the fool's mate. Quick. Right? Four moves. Checkmated. Now, if this person had known what they were doing, let's say they had, they saw what was going on. And they decided to do something like this. Maybe. And now the queen has got to move. Can't move there. She can move there, you know. She So they can start making some developing moves. They could do this. Not even attack the queen, but boom. That's the end of that attack. And it's not a bad move development-wise, because the next move they could bring the bishop out. So, for example, if the white did that, and then you have a check. Then you start to get some play. And you go, oh, I'm going to do this. And then black does this. Oh, now my queen's under attack. i got to move my queen some. Whoa, and I blocked it stupidly. Where can my queen go? Oh, she could go there maybe. You know, but things start to get a little bit ugly for you. Because your queen's kind of pinned on over here. And, and how, I can't get back. So now the person who pursued the fool's mate against someone who was knew what they were doing, and oh, they wanted to play the Queen's Indian or whatever, and then they go, oh, this person's a fool, they're trying to put, think, and they think I'm a fool, now I'm going to crush them. And so, you, you know, you can't even move there, because you're still under attack. So anyway, that's the fool's mate. This pawn is very weak. And so that's why you develop your pieces, and that's why you castle. The fool's mate tells you why uh, you need to castle. That's what the purpose of teaching you the fool's mate is, is, you know, this is uh, why you castle. Because castling protects that very weak pawn. You're not going to get checkmated that way.
But if you pursue the fool's mate as some kind of attack, then you are also a fool. And you're not having proper respect for your opponent. So, I teach my students the fool's mate only as part of teaching them why castling is important, as well as why it's important to have respect for your opponent, and why it's important not, not to play stupidly. Not to trust in your opponent to make a mistake. You play well, you win. And you don't worry about what they do. Unless they're playing well, and then you do worry. So, if someone were to push the fool's mate against you, you, you would just defend in the way I described there. Start attacking that queen. First you block it, then you start attacking the queen, chasing it around the board. So, the fool's mate, you've heard about it, but now you realize that any time a fool's mate occurs, both players are probably fools. If you want the chess lesson, you'll need to go to YouTube and the Progressive Restoration. Progressively Restoring American Greatness is a channel on YouTube. And the ProgressiveRestoration.com is a website from the first book. And there I put the videos of these podcasts. And there you can actually see the video of chess lesson so that's it for me i gotta go back and make money because i'm not going to get any help from the government it's a mess they're going to help their constituents which is money power now i'm not going to say anything about the freaking presidential election because i don't think it really matters i mean it's just crazy what's going on the census is what matters. Getting representation in Washington, D.C. again for the people is what matters. And this book, Libertarian Socialism, American Style, has a very clear plan about how to do it based upon the Constitution, based upon the Bill of Rights and the ideas of the Founding Fathers. In fact, the plan to expand the House of Representatives is direct from the Founding Fathers' pens. It was one of the proposed Bill of Rights. Oh, you didn't know that. There was 12 Bill of Rights at the beginning, and they only passed 10 of those articles to become the original Bill of Rights. What happened to those other two, huh? Well, one of them had to do with pay raises for congressmen, allowing them to vote themselves pay raises. That one actually got passed in the 90s, that amendment. So 11 of the 12 original articles of the Bill of Rights passed. Now... This one about the census and expanding the House of Representatives, it's time for this one. Matters way more, way more than the presidential election. The power to the people. Power of the people to protect themselves, make change, and do things together matters. Of course, we have to do things together. And showing up at the state capitol with guns, that's not the way to go. I understand we don't really know what's going on with the COVID-19 thing because science matters, right? And science says we don't know. And facts tell us that we don't have a decent social safety net to really shut down our entire country. So herd immunity is probably all we have here. We can pretend otherwise. And the rich and the well-off who can quarantine and secure in place and comfort, they're going to support that. But those that are economically strapped 
they don't really have any choice in America. Peace, friends. I fear for our futures. Buy the book, please. Libertarian-Socialism.org You can buy the book for nothing and not give Jeff Bezos a penny. Or you can buy the book at Amazon or at the publisher's website. Lulu.com Goodness, I put a lot of money into it. And it's clear and it's a coherent plan. And it makes things better. And it has nothing to do with Republicans or Democrats. It has to do with being American. 